you've heard tales of underwater towns. I grew up around Lake Strom Thurmond on the South Carolina side and Clarksdale Lake on the Georgia side. Same lake, two different names. I always thought these were crazy stories, but there are actually many drowned towns. From the 1930s to the 1960s, there was an era of large-scale hydroelectric dam building thanks to policies enacted by President Franklin Roosevelt. Hydroelectric power was an alternative to fossil fuel-powered electric energy. These dams provided environmental benefits as well as social benefits, with the reservoirs becoming popular spots to vacation and have fun. Clark's Hill, or Lake Thurman, has been a huge part of my life. I grew up camping on the lake shores, fishing, cruising on boats, kayaking, I've gone to parties and weddings. So many memories revolve around that lake. Under Clark's Hill or Lake Thurman lies at least three towns. Petersburg, which can be visited at Bobby Brown State Park in Elberton, Georgia, was once a bustling trade town. Petersburg was the third largest city in Georgia behind Savannah and Augusta. It was located between the Broad and Savannah Rivers and housed 12 stores, saloons, and a billiards room. It was a refined, respectable, and intellectual town. It's where the Petersburg boats came from, which are pole boats of 10 tons carrying capacity, and they were perfectly used between Petersburg and Augusta. tobacco industry succumbed to cotton, the town could not switch over fast enough to keep up with the economy. Most people left to follow work and the town was abandoned. In 1954, the Army Corps of Engineers flooded 72,000 acres to create a reservoir. This flooded the city of Petersburg, as well as other small towns such as Lisbon, Georgia and Vienna, South Carolina. Private property was flooded as well. Homes, cars, buildings, who knows what all was consumed by water. My local lake doesn't seem to have any creepy stories, just people talking about seeing catfish the size of Volkswagen beetles. We do have flathead catfish in the lake and the largest recorded size is 123 pounds. I'm not sure that's VW size, but that's pretty big. Lake Lanier in Atlanta, Georgia seems to have a much darker past and many lingering spirits. Lake Lanier is named for a poet and Confederate soldier, Sidney Lanier. Oscarville, Georgia lies beneath Lake Lanier. This was a predominantly black town with many residents being farmers or working in nearby Cummings. The legend is that many white residents of Forsyth saw the community in Oscarville as a threat. 1908 Georgia census shows 316 black children went to a publicly funded school in Forsyth. With a school education, they were allowed to vote. The black children in school would become voters, but the white farm children who did not attend school would not. It sounds simple to me, just send your kids to school, but this was a much different time than now. In 
1912, a Forsyth white woman was attacked, and just days later, the body of 18-year-old Sleety Mae Crow, a white resident, was found in the woods near Oscarville. Ernest Knox, a black Oscarville resident, was a suspect and was brought to Gainesville where he reportedly confessed to the rape and murder. This caused much turmoil between the black and white residents of the area, each wanting to protect their own. Knox was transferred to an Atlanta jail, but other suspects remained in the Forsyth jail, including Robert Edwards. Black residents threatened to dynamite the town if there were any lynchings. A mob of white residents seized Edwards from the Forsyth jail, beat him to death, and hung him from a telephone pole. This caused more hostility towards the residents from both parties. Night riders, which were white residents on horseback at night, burned down homes. The violence continued until most of the black residents fled and settled closer to Atlanta. Oscarville lie abandoned. The U.S. government acquired the rights to more than 56,000 acres of land in Forsyth, Hall, and Dawson counties. Over 700 families sold land that had been with their families for generations. 24 of the 40 black landowners were able to sell their land, while the rest is believed to have left them abandoned and taken over by other families. Many residents did not want to sell their family land, and one had to actually be forced to leave. Most of the dangerous buildings and bridges that could float were removed, and marked graves were relocated. However, much of what was in Oscarville was covered with floodwaters. The lake was filled in 1956 with a dam built at the Chattahoochee River. Lake Lanier was to supply water and power to Atlanta and its surrounding cities and towns. However, now Lake Lanier is considered one of the deadliest lakes in America. There have been at least 700 deaths since 1956 at the lake. Many people feel with the unjust deaths that happened in Oscarville and the racial hatred that fueled many The 38,000 acres is forever haunted. There are legends of a ghostly woman that roams the lake in a flowing blue dress. Many swimmers state mysterious arms reach out for them in the water while swimming. Ghostly kayakers have been spotted on the lake. Many natives feel the spirits of people who once lived in the area return to the lake and are angry that their home is underground. Whether it's hatred for the opposite race, for the government for taking their land, or for unmarked graves being covered by floodwaters, most people can feel the eerie presence and sense spirits. You can see Lake Lanier on the show Ozarks, and a movie is in the works about the history of Oscarville. near Columbia, South Carolina, is a diver's paradise. At the bottom of that lake lies a B-25 Mitchell plane that crashed in 1943. Also below the waters is Wise's Ferry Bridge, several buildings and homes, as well as more than 2,300 graves. 
Descendants of German, Dutch, and Swiss immigrants comprised nine small communities when they settled in the area in the mid-1700s. The power company purchased more than 1,000 tracts, mostly forest, from 5,000 people to create the lake. Stories of hauntings from the graves still at the bottom, those souls who refused to sell land and now spend their eternity at home, and many workers who gave their lives to build the lake have circulated through the years. It's crazy to think of entire towns underwater. Lake Marion near Orangeburg, South Carolina encompassed the town of Ferguson. An abandoned lumber mill, church, hotel, and school sit under the waters. Under Lake Jacassi near Greenville, South Carolina lies the old town of Jacassi. You can still see an entire playground with a basketball court just 50 feet below the surface. A sunken Chinese junkage sailboat lies at the bottom, as well as Mount Carmel Church and Atticola Lodge, which was part of the Jacassi Girls' Summer Camp. This just makes you wonder what's under all the man-made lakes that now help supply our electricity and provide so much recreation for us. We never stop to think about the drowned ghost towns and the spirits that may be lurking below. it's Jen. Thanks for listening to Southern Legends and Lies. This episode was very intriguing, finding out everything that's underneath all of these man-made lakes. There are lakes across the entire U.S. with towns just sitting at the bottom of them. There's so much history and so many stories. Send me a message on Facebook and let me know about any stories you know of about drowned towns in your area.